You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Blue wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. Back here uh, for another fun and exciting episode uh, as uh, we look ahead to week two. Uh, we've already looked back at the games from week one and uh, Dylan, lots of fun action. And as we said, lots of overreaction. Um, we probably had our own and uh, I guess we'll see if that turns out to be the case here uh, as we make our picks for week two. Yeah, my top of reaction is seriously considering switching my uh, NFC North pick, but you know we'll <laughs> we'll stick to it for now. We'll we'll try not to overreact too much, but yeah, I think yeah, let it, let it play out at least a few weeks. You really don't learn too much about these teams. I feel like until we get into October. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, like we said, it's it's a long season, and especially in a season like this, where um, you know for the most part, it seems like there may be some more fans in the stands uh, this weekend, but. The most part, still different when it comes to atmosphere and all that, and we'll see if that plays into any of our picks uh, here for this week. As usual, we will go through it uh, in several different sections. We'll make our picks for games of the week, betting locks, uh, upsets, and then we'll have our quick picks at the end uh, with some of the games that didn't fit into any of those uh, other categories. And let's start with our game of the week, as we always do. Uh, Usually, we're kind of split on this, but uh, this Mm -hmm. week, we're pretty much sold on one game, and... I think it was because this one, Dylan, was pretty obvious, uh, and that was the Patriots at the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are four-point favorites in Seattle. Uh, based on what we saw in week one from Russell Wilson and company, very impressed with the Seahawks. And then, of course, Cam gets his uh, New England debut with a victory against the Dolphins. A fun little matchup here um, because you've got the Patriots defense, of course, going up uh, against uh, that offense with the Seahawks. We'll see if they actually throw it as many times as they did last time against the Falcons. I don't know that they will, but a very intriguing matchup just in terms of where both teams are at right now. Yeah, just like we're always used to, right? Seattle, the the high-flying, high-octane <laughs> passing offense, and the Patriots as the uh, slow, methodical yes. team with the, the great defense. Yeah, really fitting into the mold of when they face each other in the Super Bowl just uh, six years ago. But, yeah, no, I mean, 
unlike last week where there was probably three, four games that kind of stuck out in the schedule, this is easily yeah, the one that you're most intrigued by. In terms of overreaction, are, do we really believe Pete Carroll is going to keep passing as much as they did in week one? I think they should. Um, as I talked about kind of on the last one, I, I'm scared for all NFC teams if the or if the Seahawks continue to let Russ cook like this. And uh, yeah, in terms of neutral uh, situations, their pass rate was second just to the Eagles in the entire NFL last week. It's uh, that's from Hayden Winks of Roto World. I mean, that's that's scary stuff. And I think if he continues to do that, they're going to be in good shape. But we'll see against the Patriots. I could see if they if they struggle against that pretty elite secondary in New England, maybe they switch it up and start running the ball. And then on the flip side, I'm not completely confident still in Seattle's defense, obviously. Um, but I, it's an interesting matchup. We'll see if the Patriots, you know, have quite so many design runs for Cam. Is this really what they're going to do all the time? If, or is this... I don't know, like week to week. Obviously, we know they really will change it up. So they might be throwing the ball more against the Seattle secondary that has, yep. uh, you know, Jamal Adams had a pretty strong game, but otherwise was not necessarily looking formidable against the Falcons. So I'm going to pick the Seahawks here at home, even without the fans. I still think you know, a long travel for New England. Uh, I still think Seattle is going to have some home cooking. And uh, I think there's still a little, you know, just with Russell Wilson playing as well as he is, it's hard to pick against him. But definitely stood out as the game I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Yep, me too. And uh, I will also pick the Seahawks. I just think they were, again, uh, we don't know what to make of the Falcons just yet. But, uh, man, they were they were impressive, uh, the Seahawks, in that win. And, and, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see, you know, uh, the Patriots going up against a much better team, uh, how they look, uh, and on the road too. So that should be a fascinating one there as our game of the week now for our betting locks of the week uh i think we did we nail both of these last week um yeah yeah we yeah, did look at that i want to know to start the season i think i picked the bills <laughs> you picked the steelers and there we go uh one and oh and our betting locks we'll see how these go uh because uh, these lines are eh, similar in terms of our picks this week i am yeah. going to go back to the well once again and uh as it was last year we started the trend we said anyone that plays against the Dolphins, that is your betting lock of the week early in the season. Of course, that changed later, but the Jets are the new Dolphins for me, I guess, because uh, I am going right back to the Jets in this one. I picked the Bills, uh, and, there, and that one last week, I think the spread was, I wonder, was the spread seven or something like that maybe last week? Yeah, that six one. and a half. Yeah, six and a half. So this one's going to be seven. Of course, the 49ers head to New York to play the Jets, and the 49ers are seven-point favorites in this one. I know it's a touchdown, but uh, I feel like this is a big bounce-back spot for the 49ers who are going to come out. And, I, I mean, it's again, the, the Jets' scoreline, I think, was deceiving. They lost that game by 10, but it felt like they lost it by 30. Um, and I just think the 49ers are going to come out and have something to prove in this game. And remember, no Le'Veon Bell either for the Jets. Yeah, I think they're going to struggle to run the ball again, not just because of the absence of Le'Veon, just just you know their offensive line is still very much a work in progress i feel like we've been saying that since we started this podcast and then on the flip side the niners defense line yes obviously they're missing buckner but i still think they are too strong to let anything get past them sam darnold's gonna be running for his life and i could see easily why you made this your betting lock i picked the niners as well to win i considered doing my betting lock obviously i picked someone else to kind of change it up but yeah, I mean, they're, I don't know, man. Like, I just, how could you possibly at this point pick the Jets? I, 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 you know, last year they had such an easy schedule this year. It flips completely around. And we see here with obviously having to face the NFC West, it's just, it's going to get more and more brutal for them. And I don't know, man. I know we've talked about Matt Patricia and, and different things for hot seats, but Adam Gase, I mean, I don't know <laughs> at a certain point if Joe Douglas is going to keep sticking with this. We'll, we'll see, though. But, 
yeah, regardless, I think San Francisco finds a way to get this one done. Uh, obviously, without Richard Sherman and still some other injuries, I just I still think they're too talented and their offensive line is too good. I, the Jets do defend the run. That's the one thing, again, that they kind of have done well. So that does make this a little more intriguing. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo may be a bigger day for him, even with some of the targets that are out for, for the Niners there. Well, speaking of the Niners, you're going to go with the team uh, that beat the Niners in week one. <laughs> uh, a surprise win. Uh, as you're betting lock is they will take on a team that uh, started off very hot. But uh, this seems like a much – well – I don't know. It does seem like a much tougher matchup mm-hmm. for Washington just because it's on the road and you're playing an offense that is at full strength, whereas the Eagles, as we know, uh, that was not necessarily the case. Yeah, maybe this is a bit of an overreaction for me to pick the Cardinals as a betting lock already after they beat the Niners. But, uh, I, you know, again, we talked about how strong this division is, and I think even though Washington won, there's some deceiving parts. Obviously, they racked up all those sacks against Eagles offensive line, which the whole right side was guys that were making their first start or one of their first starts. It was just, it was pretty brutal to watch. They get, uh, obviously, we'll get to the Eagles. They get Lane Johnson back. That helps them a lot. The Cardinals offensive line still not necessarily going to scare you, but it's it's good enough, I think, to at least slow them down. And the, and the difference is, obviously, like Jimmy Gar- or, um with Carson Wentz, he, he obviously is pretty uh, mobile, but I, I think Kyler's probably on a different level in terms of his ability to, to run away from defenders. And I mean, he had to do it so many times last year. There's a reason that he's been, even though he's one and two in his career against the Niners, uh, Kyler Murray's been so successful against one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. I think Washington, yeah, they're going to create some pressure, but I still think the Cardinals are too creative, too many, too much talent. I think the secondary for Washington is going to, to get burned a little bit here. Their front seven is stout. I really do think Washington's front seven, it has a chance to be pretty good this year. But the back end, I'm still not con- convinced about it. And on the flip side, I just Dwayne Haskins. I just sorry, he's just not that good, man. And I know the Cardinals' defense maybe isn't the most uh, scary unit as well, but I think they're good enough. They showed some improvement there last week, and just overall, I just do not believe in Washington's offense enough to think they're going to get the job done. So I see the Cardinals winning this by a couple touchdowns. Yeah, it seems like two different teams in terms of the overall makeup of their weapons on offense and such. Um, and just one has to try to do it with their defense, and one we know is going to do it with their offense. And so uh, I'll take the offensive team uh, there at home too. I'll pick the Cardinals. And this one, uh, this was probably the other one I did consider as well as uh, the betting lock of the week. So it feels like two confident picks this week. We weren't so confident last week uh, with, our, with our betting picks, but it seems like we're pretty confident uh, with these two. And, of course, that leads us to our upsets of the week. Um, I think we both uh, went over last week um, on our, our upsets of the week, so not off to a strong start. And this one, I picked the Bengals. I think Dylan picked the uh, the Bucks uh, in that mm-hmm. game. So, not a strong start. We're going to try to rebound here, and I'm going to try to do it with a Vikings team that gave up 100 points to the Packers. Uh, maybe not uh, a great pick, but the Vikings are three-point underdogs on the road at the Colts, and we know the Colts started their season off with a very disappointing loss in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. Really, I mean, this is – I'm not even going to go to this territory of saying it's must-win because it's not. It's only week two, but – it, it's, it's it's interesting to think, I guess, that, that one of these teams are going to be 0-2 unless they tie. Um, and yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think this is pretty much a toss-up. And uh, I guess just because I looked across the board and didn't see a lot of other potential upset picks on my board, um, mm-hmm. maybe this is the one that, that I'll lean on as having the best chance, even if I'm not completely confident uh, in this one. Yeah, I think compared to the, the spread of three points that the Colts favored in, in terms of the actual matchup, I think it does, there is a little bit of kind of, you 
you like turn your head and you're like, I'm not sure about that. Uh, so like, I'm, I'm going to pick the Colts here. I know you get the, the upset with the Vikings winning, but I'm still going to pick the Indy, but I'm not confident they're going to win by over three points. I think these teams are more evenly matched than that spread would indicate, especially right now without much home field advantage, if any. I, I just have a hard time to believing it's anything other than a pick'em game here I'm a little you know I just I'm pretty discouraged by what I saw from <laughs> Minnesota's defense and the big thing too I mean the Colts offense line is one of the best in the NFL but the big note um, I forgot exactly who I saw I put this on Twitter but compared to last year just the number of holding calls is so far down and that and a, a lot of the complaints were coming from the Vikings and uh, against the Packers and what happened in that game and I just you're already facing a, such a stout offensive line now. Now they're, they're not really calling holding at a at a clip that's like you know going back years and years. It was it, like last year holdings were an all-time high. It was pretty ugly football, and you may have, might have noticed it felt kind of yeah. felt kind of good uh, this past Sunday, and that was a big reason why. And I just think that's going to hurt Minnesota more than it's going to hurt the Colts uh, just overall on both sides of the ball. I still think you know even though Indianapolis loses again, they outgained the Jaguars by over 200 yards. Jacksonville was so opportunistic. Gardner Minshew just did that kind of thing where he finds a way and kind of capitalizes on the right moments. So I'm picking the Colts, but again, I really do think this is a, a toss-up of two good teams that are like have potential to be much better, but right now are really just still both and kind of you know feeling it out. So. Like you said, it is weird to think one of them has to be owned too, but I mean, that's the NFL. You're going to have a lot of tough games, and you can be a good team and still finish 7 9, 8 8 by the end of the year. Yeah, not a must win game for either team, but an important game for sure uh, after the way they started the season to try to bounce back, get some confidence uh, would be ideal uh, for one of them, uh, certainly, to, to try to get the win here uh, as they both need it to build a little momentum back uh, after week one. And uh, Dylan, you're going uh, with this one, and this is one that uh, I think is is a very bold prediction here uh, as the the upset of the week. (laughs) Um, Although I will say this team got off to a strong start. Their offense looked good, um, but uh, they are coming up with a a different challenge here in terms of the opponent they're going to face. I'm not going to spoil it for you here, but I guess I am a little surprised that the spread is uh, a little bit lower than I thought it may be. So maybe that does make it uh, a fine pick for you here uh, to pick this one. Yeah, I mean, I considered still picking the the team that's favored to win, but also picking them not to cover. I thought the spread was a little bit large considering what we saw from the Saints offense. I'm picking the Raiders to upset them in their first game in Vegas. I, yeah, it is it is kind of a more of a fun pick looking at our board. I was like, man, we had a lot of games that were really close together. So yeah. that was kind of played a role, but also I just you know the Saints offense again they just they're they were pretty opportunistic they got a lot of great field position from their defense which I think the Saints defense looked pretty dang good uh, against Tampa Bay and that's going to be a tough challenge for the Raiders but on the flip side with the Saints I mean they obviously don't have Michael Thomas now I still think Alvin Kamara is probably gonna have a huge game we saw what CMC did last week against the Raiders I think it's going to be just a pretty not maybe not a super high scoring game but I still I see it being somewhere in the 20s and I just thought it'd be fun first game in Vegas the Raiders find a way to get it done, get a 2-0 start. And, and again, yeah, I just the Saints offense wasn't uh, at the clip that we're used to them. They had only like one pretty long pass by Breeze, and otherwise it, it didn't look the same. And, uh, you know, maybe it's just early season stuff, but it's kind of what we saw. I was listening to the Around the NFL podcast, and Chris Weissing was like, this is usually what we see with Drew Breeze in like week eight or nine. We're seeing it in week one 
where he's already kind of struggling throwing down the field and that's that's got to be kind of a concern so maybe that plays a factor the absence of michael thomas some home yep. cooking for the raiders so i'll go with the upset and hey we saw jacksonville and washington <laughs> win last week we saw uh, the cardinals beat the niners so there was some pretty big upsets so it's pretty unpredictable sometimes with this league especially this early in the year and this year with uh the pandemic and everything yeah maybe the raiders are the team to watch uh, we'll see we know they uh they weren't terrible last year and they get the win uh look pretty impressive uh, against the panthers so we'll see if the raiders can get their first win there in vegas but uh you can get a victory uh by choosing our friends over at pepsi because this football season will be different and pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season we talked about it if you want to keep up with your fantasy lineups all that stuff sit back prop open a nice gold pepsi and uh, you can do that uh, because Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that, fuel, that Pepsi fuels. And because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's simply made for those who watch it. Pepsi is made for football watching. And we've talked about our friends uh, over at Indeed. Uh, even though sports had a break, uh, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring process. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your job search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 300 or 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash podcast. This is their best offer anywhere available. Go right now to Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right. And now, Dylan, for our quick picks. Uh, we go through these, and again, these are just kind of ones that we're going to pick every game. They just didn't fall into the categories uh, that we mentioned previously. And we start with the mm-hmm. Thursday night game. We don't really spend a ton of time on that one because uh, that is a game that, uh, again, you could be listening to this podcast as the game's going on. Um, the Bengals and the Browns. Whew, the Browns. They, <laughs> um, they were not good in week one. We talked about that. Uh, but... I still think I'm going to pick the Browns here. They're six-point favorites in this game. You know, Thursday night games, they're really hard sometimes to figure out. Um, I think mm-hmm. for the Bengals, bouncing back quickly after that loss to the Chargers, uh, seems like a tough spot here, especially against the Browns team that you would hope is going to be angry, but uh, I guess you don't really know at this point. Yeah, you know, I, I briefly thought about picking Cincinnati here yeah. in an upset. Um, I don't know that the six-point spread does feel a little bit steep for me. to. I definitely want to make this my betting block. I am going with the Browns. I do think they're more talented. Um, I think their offensive line is going to look a little better, hopefully, this week. I still have big concerns with Baker, but, I, you know, Cincinnati's defense, the Chargers made them look real good. I don't think they're that good. Mike Daniels out. Obviously, Geno Atkins still out. I just, I don't know, man. It's hard to, <laughs> I, but but part of me at the same time, I'm like, I honestly in week one, I know they face very different teams, but I mean, if you watch Joe Burrow and you watch Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, it's one game sample size is as small as it can possibly be, but 
you're all, you're coming out of that saying you'd rather have Joe. So I mean, maybe this is just one game. Maybe it's a different story by the next time we face. I, I again, I won't be surprised that the Bengals win. I do not feel great about this pick. Gonna go with Cleveland, just feeling like they're they're, they're still too much talent. I'm not, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs this year. Didn't go crazy, but you know, <laughs> I, I do think I, as we said earlier the, before the before the season started, there's some good things to look at, and just so much talent. It's like, man, they have to figure it out, and they did fairly well against bad teams last year. So. I'll go with Cleveland, but don't feel great about it. Yeah, Bengals-Browns is one of those games that is made for the quick pick section uh, at this point <laughs> where both teams are at uh, for sure. Jags to Titans. Titans are nine-point favorites in this one. Uh, I will take the Titans. I know the Jags started off the season with that win, but it just seems to me the Titans, look, they didn't look great in that win at Denver, but I don't mm-hmm. think it right. I mean, they won the game, and, I, you know, again, you look at the kicking situation and everything, I mean – that's a game that may have actually been a little bit deceiving just because of the kicking and, and all that with Steven Gaskowski. But um, I think the Titans, their, their defense is, is obviously really good, and I know what the Jaguars look like in week one, but uh, I'm going to take the Titans here. Yeah, unless Gardner Minshew only throws one completion again, I, <laughs> I think Tennessee is just too good. Uh, you yeah. know, the Jaguars still have a lot of issues on defense. And we've seen – I know there's a lot of turnover, but we've seen the last few years what Derrick Henry does against this defense – just completely runs through them. I, I thought the offensive line for the Titans looked decent at times last week. I mean, obviously they, they left ten points on the board with the Skalski. I mean, and they even though they barely won that game, I thought they played better than the final score indicated for sure. So, and obviously didn't finish some of those drives. So, I, yeah, I think Tennessee is clearly the better team. Going to pick them here. Panthers at the Bucks. Bucks nine and a half point favorites in this one. Um, I think <laughs> sort of along the lines of these others in that you expect the bucks to bounce back in a, nicely here but I, mm. I i don't know like this is one of those games that's kind of interesting to me because you know I, we saw some creativity with the panthers which we expected uh, with matt rule and, and joe brady there and all that um i don't know like i i would be hard-pressed to, if i was a let's just say if we did this betting wise i'd be hard-pressed to go nine and a half with the bucks here probably uh, i think this mm-hmm. could be a a potentially high scoring type of game maybe yeah um just based on where both teams are at but uh obviously i'm gonna pick the bucks here yeah i'm picking tampa bay too it's still they have one of the best run defenses in the nfl and i, I know carolina's worked on their run defense but i, I just again the carolina's defense does look yeah. pretty awful against the raiders i think tampa bay much i mean as much as there are some things to be disappointed about in week one, I think they're much better than that. I think they're going to show it against this defense. Obviously there's concern with Mike Evans is lingering injury. Then you got Chris Godwin in the concussion protocol now. So those things do factor in, but yep. it, maybe not, they're not going to cover, but I think Tampa Bay will find a way to get this one done. Slugfest Broncos at Steelers, seven and a half point favorites. Uh, the Steelers. <laughs> I, I don't know what the over under is on this one, but I just feel like this is going to be one of those low scoring type of games uh, between these two. I'll go with the Steelers. They're, they're like I said, they're seven and a half point favorites. I don't know that I would just completely be in love with that. But uh, Philip Lindsay is out for the Broncos. We know the Broncos mm-hmm. are dealing with injuries on the defensive side. Um, and I, I mean, Drew Locke on the road against the Steelers defense probably not the best idea. I think in this scenario just to pick the Broncos. So yeah, I think I thought Drew Locke looked okay, all things considering against Tennessee. But yeah, still we we talked about before the season he he faced a lot of really easy pass defenses. This is not uh, last season. This is not one of them. No. Uh, Pittsburgh, you saw what they did to Daniel Jones. He had made some great throws, but even the, the throws that he and the plays that he did make, there were tight windows. A lot of times the Steelers are right there. Obviously their defensive line is just 
so so good so yeah picking pittsburgh i uh, the over under is 41 i'm not mm-hmm. yeah i mean if it goes over i think it's because pittsburgh creates uh, <laughs> some turnovers and gets yeah. some easy points and also uh yeah denver man i just again their defense like kind of going back to the, talking about tennessee i mean they they basically gave up they could have given up 30 points to tennessee i i think the steelers offense the offensive line is still really stout i know they have the uh, injury along their offensive line this past week so with zach banner but i I don't know, man. They're they're just too good. But I think they're going to find a way to get this one done. Well, the Rams at the Eagles. I consider this my game of the week. This was in the conversation, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know that it would have been again. It would probably have been a, a distant second to the other game, but um, I, I still think this is one that should be a lot of fun. And the Rams are one and a half point favorites in this one. Um, believe it or not, Dylan, we're going to have different picks on this one, and I'm actually going to pick your Rams uh, to win this game because. <laughs> I was. I was pretty impressed with the Rams in terms of that, that week one win against the Cowboys. And, and I'm still, I mean, this is no surprise for anyone that's listening. I'm just, I'm not on the Eagles bandwagon. And I mm-hmm. think that that week one loss to the to Washington um, just furthered my stance on them. I just, I'm not buying the Eagles right now. I know they, it looks like they're going to get Miles Sanders and Lane Johnson back, which is good for the offense. But overall, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just, I'm very down on the Eagles. And so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take the, the Rams after a big win there early. Maybe I'm hedging my happiness. I either get the Rams <laughs> win right. or I get the pick right. So, yeah, I'm picking the Eagles who, yeah, depending on where you look, the Rams, like you said, are what, on bet online, which we put the odds for, the Rams are favored by a point and a half. Other places have the Eagles favored by a point. I do think it's a real big toss-up. I think the Eagles have become, uh, from a team that not that many years ago was so consistently good to now they're like one of the most uncons- uh, you know, inconsistent teams. Like there's weeks where they're just so good. Uh, last season and other weeks where it was like what the heck is going on the defense yeah. falls apart so I, I just think that getting Lane Johnson back this week is going to make a big difference obviously Miles Sanders too but mostly Lane Johnson helping that offensive line shore up I think as much as Aaron Donald you know is unlike any defensive player in the game I think the depth of Washington's defensive line presented maybe a few more issues than what the Rams will um, I know Leonard Floyd got a sack every pound made some good plays but I just I see the Eagles having it a little better time in this game uh, uh, you know pass blocking run blocking all those things and on the flip side the Rams offensive line which looked great in week one. I think they're going to still probably try to do a lot of the same things with quick passes and screen game and different things to kind of slow down the opposing pass rush. But I just also feel like Philadelphia's defensive front uh, is going to present some issues too. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll go with the Eagles winning, but uh, really a a toss up. And like you mentioned, this could have been the game of the week. We'll see by the end of the year where these two teams end up panning out Um, again, two teams. I, I, at the end of the day, I picked the Rams to make the playoffs over the Eagles and the Packers for the last wildcard spot. Um, I think they're all going to be pretty good kind of in that middle range right there. Two of our favorite uh, teams going up against each other in the, uh, in Miami, the bills at the dolphins. Bills, five-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Um, I was not going to touch this one as my lock of the week, but I will say that I almost considered this as a potential uh, upset of the week. I, You know, the Bills, I, I thought, looked pretty good, as we talked about. Dolphins did not look good, but uh, it's just one of those weird games. As we, I mean, again, we talk about the AFC South and all that, but I don't know. This is just one of those weird games that, that could, we, we could see in the AFC East this year that – Bills on the road, but I just, I don't know, man. I just think the Bills are the better overall team. And with that defense, I think they should be able to take care of business here. Yeah, and without a few mistakes, I mean, the Bills could probably win against the Jets by a lot, uh, quite a bit more. They have, yeah, it is kind of funky. They have played some weird games in Miami in the past. They did win there last year, but in 2018, they fell in a late season game in Miami. So, 
I don't know, man. It's it's a tough one in terms of like you're saying. Like I I kind of did look at this and like, oh, that'd be a fun like upset pick. But I just think <laughs> the Eagles defense is too good. We saw what the Dolphins did against the Patriots defense. I think they're going to struggle similarly. The flip side, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think the Dolphins defense is really scaring you too much. I, I think you know they did stay in the game with the Patriots, but I thought Buffalo's offense looked pretty good. And again, that they they kind of left a few points on the board. Um, so yeah, I'll pick Buffalo here. Not picking this as a as a lock by any means, though. With that five and a half point spread, probably won't be the prettiest game of the week. Uh, I would probably designate that one uh, in that category. It may just kind of be an ugly one. There in Miami between those two. Lions at the Packers. The Packers are six-point favorites in this one. I almost made this my lock of the week, to be honest with you. I just think the way the mm. Lions lost that game to the Bears, I, I just feel like they're going to come out deflated. But we have seen the Lions play the Packers well. We talked about that you know, in, in recent years. Uh, we've seen some of those games where the Lions just, for some reason, they'll play this game well. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not there after that loss to the Bears. <laughs> I just don't have any confidence in the Lions right now. Um, and so I will take the Packers here. And I, I, like I said, I, this would probably be, if I didn't pick uh, the other one with the Niners, this probably would have been my second on the board in terms of uh, lock of the week. Yeah, the Packers being so aggressive in, in neutral situations, I mean, that's what you want to see. The Lions actually work a lot too, not really relying on the run as much. And when they did, I mean, Adrian Peterson looked pretty pretty yeah. good for them last week. But, I, I, yeah, I'm picking the Packers too. It comes down to the Lions defense I, I still do not really trust them I you know for large stretches of that game they had held the Bears back then the Bears kind of lit them up in that fourth quarter and, and that's Mitch Trubisky you're facing Aaron Rodgers here and, and some obviously Devontae Adams such a such a huge uh, task to, to guard I know they get Kenny Galladay back but I think the difference comes down to the other targets which last year I don't think even though they, again the Packers went 13 and 3 but I don't think you saw the same level of consistent trust uh, with those secondary targets um, as, as you did in week one. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked like he was, he was ready to go to, to uh, Marquez and to Lazard. Yeah. I thought, I think they just, they look so potent on offense. It's hard for me to, to see that slowing down against a, a defense that I wouldn't say is by any means better than Minnesota's. Now you're at Lambeau uh, deflating mm-hmm. loss, like you mentioned for the Lions. So yeah, we'll, uh, you know, as much as I want to be high in the lines, they get yeah, getting Galladay back. It's just you can't pick against the Packers in this one. Nope. And uh, this next one, I, I had trouble picking this next game. Falcons at the Cowboys, mm-hmm. four and a half. And uh, Cowboys are favorite, of course. I don't know. Like, I was just very disappointed, I think, with the Cowboys and that. And, you know, it's not like they got lost by two touchdowns or anything. It's just I think you look at that, that type of game and how it ended, and you look at all the injuries that they have. I, I don't know. Like, I just I thought about it. <sighs> I mean, this could really be, like, a pretty high-scoring game when you think about yeah. it. Like, the, Fal- the Cowboys' injuries on defense, Falcons' defense obviously did not look much better. So this, this should probably be one of the most exciting games of the week. But uh, I couldn't go all the way and pick the Falcons here with my upset. So uh, I will take the Cowboys. Uh, I just think it's uh, it's it's one that's, I don't know, I, I don't feel confident about that because I think this could be a pretty high-scoring game, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the Falcons go in and win. Even though the Rams moved the ball against the Cowboys, I thought that was based on you know some really good game plans, some some good yep. uh, designs for a Week One game, especially by the Rams. I think the Cowboys defense will bounce back. It's a tough matchup still, but I think they'll do enough for Dallas to get the win. And the one big stat Stephen Ruiz tweeted out uh, from Next Gen Stats: Russell Wilson was the only quarterback who didn't have to throw in a tight window last week. And he's he's not saying that as a, a compliment for <laughs> Russell Wilson, right. although he had a great game. The point is that the Falcons defense is bad his yeah. secondary is really bad and i think dak's gonna eat um i hope mccarthy gets a little more aggressive after you know obviously he went for it on that one fourth down but they were not throwing in front of the sticks they were had a lot of uh 
situations earlier in the game on neutral situations where they ran the ball or ran shorter passes than they needed to. I think they let it, they let it out. They look at that Falcons defense. They get more aggressive. And I, I actually thought about making this my lock um, with Dallas winning. Mm. I, I'm just way more confident in them at this point. As I, 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 Like you talk about no overreactions. I know there's a lot about <laughs> Dallas, not necessarily from you, just from other people. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I still think they're really good. I still think they're getting their feet underneath them. And I think Atlanta's defense is worse than we're, uh, than we're really realizing. It wasn't just Russ <laughs> being amazing. It's a combination. Yep. Pick up all the uh, the Falcons offensive players you can find when it comes to <laughs> fantasy because they could be throwing yeah. the ball a lot this year. Um, mm-hmm. Another team that, uh, you know, potentially probably not going to be throwing the ball a lot, uh, that's the Bears. And uh, they're hosting the Giants. <laughs> the Bears are five-and-a-half-point favorites. This is in the conversation for me for what could be one of the uglier games of the week as well. Um, this is just, I don't know. I, I Listen, I, I'm taking the Bears in this game. I, I don't really have a lot to say about this because the fact is the Bears are probably going to be 2-0. and And I just, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, what what a combination to start the year. At the Lions, then home against the Giants. Um, I thought the Giants, I mean, they, I don't know. Like, the Steelers were just, Steelers defense is good and, I don't know. This is one of those games where, you know, red zone wise, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of this one on the red zone this weekend. Yeah, over under of 42 uh, yeah. right there in the running with that Broncos Steelers game with one of the lower ones of the week. I'm going with the Bears to win. I did not feel that confident about this because I, I do think Daniel Jones looked okay at times against the Steelers and they kept that game close to see, uh, for most of the most of the yeah. bit until late, um, where Chicago obviously falling deeply behind in Detroit before I mean as much as they made plays to come back Detroit had some really questionable decision making some uh were not not able to close them out with a 10-point lead with only four minutes left they attempted that 55-yard field goal give the Bears uh the ball at midfield backfired immensely so they easily could be 0-1 this spread would probably be a little lower definitely not going to make this my lock but again Trubisky as we've talked about if you're going to play him in fantasy play him against really bad defenses bad secondaries he has done really well (laughs) historically against them and that's why I'm picking the Bears I just think the Giants uh, defense still has too many issues to sort out yep uh one team that actually looked pretty good on defense was the Chargers and uh, that's a good thing because uh they are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites uh, in this game, but uh, I'll just tell you, I'm picking the Chiefs, and I think until the Chiefs lose a game this season, I'm probably going to pick them in every one that they play. Um, you know, I, I, the Chargers offense, we talked about it, did not look great, and I think in a game like this, even as good as the Chargers defense could be, it's mm-hmm. the Chiefs, man, and I just I just don't see the Chargers keeping up with them uh, in any way on offense, and I think that's just a big problem when you're trying to play a team like this that you know, even against some of the best defenses, they're going to find ways to score, and I just don't know that I necessarily see the same with the Chargers. Yeah, if the Chargers are going to – I just – the formula to try to beat the Chiefs, is, it's like, what is it? Like, I know t- yeah. before it was teams that kind of run the ball a ton and control the clock. The Chiefs' run defense, uh, it's only one week, but was 31st in DVOA uh, run defense last week against Houston. So I could see L.A. If you, if you do have – if you did pick up Josh Kelly and you have some injuries to some of your running backs, maybe you slot them in there if you have to because I do think they're going to try to run early, but – what's likely going to happen is the chiefs are going to still find a way to put up some points and then the Chargers are going to fall behind and have to throw. And yep. it's just, uh, you know, like you said, I'm not going to pick against them in many situations, maybe none until uh, we see some different things at this point. Yeah. Easy pick to pick the chiefs here with a win. And the Ravens at the Texans, the Ravens seven point favorites in this one. Eh, I don't know. I think that's a little high, but uh, I'm going to pick the Ravens in this one. It's, I don't know if it's just the Texans, like with Deshaun Watson. I think mm-hmm. it's just, I'm like, okay, Deshaun Watson's going to find a way to make some plays, 
and maybe they have a chance here. Um, but overall, I mean, look, it's it's kind of just what we talked about, I think, with the Chiefs and the Chargers. It's just the Ravens are the better team overall. Um, they dominated the Browns in week one. Mm-hmm. And I just think until you see someone slow them down, you're not picking against the Ravens. Yeah, the final score definitely matched what they what they accomplished yes. as the top DVOA offense in week one, even without their running uh, being a huge factor. I think Lamar just looked even more dangerous, uh, looked even more sharp with his throws, and that's going to present a lot of issues for a Houston secondary that we know is pretty bad. And so, yeah, I'm picking the Ravens. I just think they're too good. Um, they did have some games against uh, uh, some better quarterbacks like this last year where they did fall, but I, you know, it's rare, and I, I still think Baltimore is just really, really good. Um, as much as I want to believe in Deshaun Watson to figure it out, I, um, and they did do some good things, willful owners and fantasy uh, props to you again. But, um, yeah, I'm going to pick Baltimore. I just think there's too much talent on both sides of the ball that Houston can't match. Yep, and there you go. There are our picks uh, for week two of the uh, 2020 NFL season. We'll see how many we get right this week. Our overall picks did not get off to a great start, but as we said, we had a feeling our worst week could be week one because uh, that's usually how it works. You don't know what you're going to see from any of these teams, but uh, hopefully we will continue uh, with a much better streak this week uh, with some of our picks. But uh, Dylan, lots of great stuff going on in our clutch points, all of our NFL coverage as well. We've got uh, the NBA stuff, which uh, we are down Mm -hmm. to four, and uh, it's not the anticipated matchup I think that most wanted (laughs) in the Western Conference, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, Let everybody know where they can find all of that. Yeah, you can follow the remainder of the NBA playoffs in the Clutch Points app, as well as all the MLB regular season games and, and the playoffs coming up there. Yeah, and the NFL as well, you can follow on the app. You can listen to our podcast in the app, all of our all our written content, fantasy contents in the app, and on the website. If you go to clutchpoints.com, search fantasy football on there, how all of our stardom sit articles are going up right now. Blake's did his waiver wire one yep. yesterday, so hopefully you got all those claims in. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's a funny dynamic here. Uh, I did see someone that I know uh, that lives in LA tweet that they, they're pretty sure there were people setting off fireworks in celebration of the Clippers <laughs> losing. So that kind of gives you a good idea of how outside of... Uh, Clipper fans, how they're regarded in, in their own city, which is kind of sad. But yeah, it still should be an exciting uh, the remainder of the playoffs. The Nuggets, a, a really good team. And obviously, that Heat Celtics ending was pretty yep. exciting yesterday. Yep, was for sure. Uh, so be sure to check all that out over at Clutch Points. And as Dylan said, uh, any podcast app you use, you can also find our podcast there. Be sure to subscribe. And uh, thanks as always to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you as always for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast. And we've got to talk about our friends at Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And while you may not be at a game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online because Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. And all you got to do, head over to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.